I am John, Whoopi impersonator and a Ladrin warlock with the Warriors of the Stars. Along came Jason, my bearded friend. Fabulous secret ideas revealed to me the day he came to my house and said, I want to make a podcast! Only two others share this secret. I have Chris Visions, I like walks on the beach, sunsets, poodles. What's up, everybody? Morphin Time. Hi, I'm Rick Remender. Rob, the artist. Hey, everybody, how are you doing? Hey, I'm Mr. Priscilla. Hi, this is Ashley Eckstein, voice of Ahsoka Tano. Robbie Amell. What's up, guys? Today, I have special guest, Mike Selinker. You do indeed. We're working on Black Science. Bob McLeod, creator of the New Mutants. I've been working for Marvel and DC Comics for the last 40 years. Brian Herbert. About a year ago, I've got a, a Twitter site. I couldn't get my own name. Somebody took my name. <laughs> and we have special guest, Gus Lopez. Oh, hey, guys. I'm thrilled to be on. Robin Hobb is here! Working on a trilogy called The Fits and the Fool. Livio Raimondelli. Appreciate it. I'm, I'm a big Transformers fan, G1 fan myself. Together we started talking about toys, comics, games, and movies on the Super Awesome Geek Show! Hello, 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 and welcome to another exciting episode of the Super Awesome Geek Show podcast. I'm John, your host, the Vintage Geek producer and host of the Super Awesome Geek Show, one of the bros of Battlefront, and now the producer and host of the Super Awesome Stock Show podcast. So if you're into stocks and trading and all that, you might want to check that one out too. All right, so uh, we've got some cool things to go over. Some things that are going to be different here. Uh, A number of the guys on the show have projects going on. One guy's working on a new book, a novel, to continue his series. And he's also got some things that are going to be going into, you know, some of it was optioned to make a movie or television show. So he's got a lot of work on his hands there. One of our other guys got a job doing actually making comic books, something that has been his dream forever. So at least for the next six months, he's going to be pretty much all focused on that. So it may end up just being me, Christina, and Mad for a while. So uh, what's going to happen here is I think weekly, because it's more difficult for us to all get together and have an exciting show for you with the three of us. So what's going to end up happening is I think I'm going to do these things called weekly roundups. They'll be shorter. They won't be an hour long. But I just want to be on the air with something at least once a week so you guys have content. And I think I'm going to go over like news for movies, films, you know, the television stuff, things on Netflix or Amazon Prime, uh, Disney. When that starts going on, I'll have stuff about Disney and Disney now. Um, And I want to go over like video game news, things that might be interesting in the book world, new novels, new comic books, things like that. And just whatever strikes my fancy that week to bring you some new, you know, what's coming out new this week, what what happened over the weekend, things like that, and uh, yeah, okay, well, you get into gist of what's going on, so I'll just, I'll stop talking and I'll get into what I want to get into, all right? So the first thing I'm sure everyone is, like, really interested in is Pacific Rim 2, Pacific Rim Uprising, as it is, and oh my gosh, this movie, I I totally loved it. I'm I'm not sure what you guys all thought of it but 
I was just really happy with this uh, film. I, I was very happy with it. I think that um, it it had some moments where I was just kind of like, eh, you know, I wish they did a few things different, but it wasn't bad. You know, it wasn't, it was a, I had fun. It was a great ride. The film was, you know, just as good as the first one in most, most cases. I think if you enjoyed the first film, you're going to love the second film. I, I don't see any reason why you wouldn't. But I do got to say, you know, on my wish list, now this could be spoilery, so I'm going to warn you, you know, you might want to shut your ears for the next minute or two. But uh, I think that there should have been more monster fights, more fights between monsters and giant robots, where a lot of the film is robot on robot. And yes, I mean, you can make the argument that, oh, well, there are alien monsters in the robots and they sprout out and make the robots monsters. But on the screen, visually, it still looks like a robot fighting a robot, you know, and I think we have enough of that with Transformers and we have it with, you know, Rock'em Sock'em robots and all these other crazy things that have come out. So I'm just kind of like, I want to see uh, like flat out just a whole bunch of monsters against a whole bunch of robots and just have this like all out battle, you know, but I do understand the choices they made for this film because I get it. I know that they, this was how they could make the monsters come back. And I, I get that. And I like the way that they did it because it's, it's not the typical way. They didn't just open another portal. This tells you like how they opened the other portal and why it's open and what's going on with, with the other aliens and things like that, that are trying to invade and da, 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 da. So it's not just a straightforward, like rehash of the first film. They have, you know, actual reasons for what is going on and why things happen. And I just, I really just think that was, uh, I think that was just, you know, what am I trying to say here? I guess the good way to do it. <laughs> that just sounds so lame. I guess I should just say it was a satisfying way to bring the aliens back to Earth. And then it was a way that made sense for the story. So that's why I'm okay with it, and I get the whole way, the whole thing with why the ro the monsters were like inside the robots, and most of the time we're seeing robot on robot fighting, and there was really only, I mean, technically there's only one monster in the film, you know. <laughs> so I'm hoping that the third film, which this totally leaves open for a third film, I'm hoping the third film will be fan even more upscale and fantastic you know it's just gonna end up being an incredible trilogy i think and i'm really looking forward to what this third film is and i'm really hoping that we get a lot of monster versus robot fighting and it's more than just a couple of monsters i just i want to see like an all-out war between monsters and giant robots you know <laughs> but i guess the question rises is how long does it take to build a jaeger you know it's got to take years like 10 years or something to build a jaeger right you can't just do it in well they did repair those ones in just like a day or two so i don't know get enough people on it we'll see but anyways there's some news about it so they now apparently 
I, I don't, I'd have to go back and look up what Black Panther did, but apparently Pacific Rim Uprising dethroned P- Black Panther for its weekend gross, and uh, now Black Panther becomes number five of all-time domestic releases, and Pacific Rim takes the spot as number four for all time. So they're saying Pacific Rim did $28 million in the U.S. and 122 something world uh in the foreign market so worldwide it's done 150 million now 28 million us seems pretty low to me i i don't know but i'd I'd have like i said i'd have to look up specifically what the uh those rankings are right see yeah so i just went to box office mojo and according to them i'm just going to do the top five so if you do worldwide opening weekends the Fate of the Furious had an opening weekend of 541 million. Star Wars: The Force Awakens had an opening worldwide weekend of 529 million. Jurassic World had an opening weekend of 525 million. Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part Two 483 million, and Star Wars: The Last Jedi 450 million. So they, I don't see where they're getting this record for. Uh, Pacific Rim with only 150 million worldwide, and if you do like the overall, just just since we're on the subject, overall domestic record holders, Star Wars: The Force Awakens, 936 million dollars. Avatar is still number two with 760 million. Titanic is still number three with 659 million. Jurassic World, 652 million. And then Black Panther's number five with six hundred and thirty million. So those are Black Panther's the new one to that list. If you do all time U.S. domestic, and if we do all time worldwide, Avatar is on the top with two point seven eight eight billion dollars. Titanic two point one eight seven billion dollars. Star Wars: The Force Awakens two point zero six eight billion dollars. Jurassic World 1.671 billion and Marvel's The Avengers with 1.5 billion. Um, Black Panther's around number 12 with 1.2 billion. Star Wars The Last Jedi is number 9, 1.3 billion. The Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows is number 8 with 1.341 billion. And that Furious uh, one, Fast and the Furious movie there, number 7, I think it is was 1.516 billion at number 6. So, yeah, I don't know what Oh, Fate of the Furious is number 13. Those Fast and the Furious movies make a lot of money for those guys, don't they? So, I don't I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm even when I click on weekend they must mean for the month. They have to mean for this month, right? I don't know cuz there's so many that are doing like way more than 200 million. Yeah, I don't get what they're talking about with Pacific Rim here, breaking a record and dethroning. I just don't think that's true. Pacific Rim Uprising is number 89 on the list at 150.5 million. So it's not beating Black Panther. I don't know what they're talking about. Anyways, all right, we'll get off that. Who cares, right? <laughs> Black Panther wins, all right, hands down. <laughs> so this coming week in films... I think I'm going to end up going to watch, uh, what is it, the uh, 
Ready Player One, right? That's going to be coming out Friday. That's where my movie pass is going to be used for this coming week, is Ready Player One. Uh, I don't know what else I would go see. I still might go see Hurricane Heist, only because I have the movie pass, and, you know, it's basically free. I don't have to pay anything to keep going to see all these movies. By the way, Tomb Raider was awesome. I highly recommend going to see Tomb Raider. If you're going to pick one, I'd say Pacific Rim Uprising or Tomb Raider. Those are the ones you really want to choose if you can't go see everything. Uh, I did end up catching Game Night. I thought that was a really fun movie. It's, it's hilarious. It's great. But again, that's only because I had the, uh, what do you call it, the movie pass, you know. So on ne on to Netflix and stuff. Um, let's see. With Netflix, I have been getting back into Santa Clarita Diet. That season two came out, and holy cow, is that funny. I ended up going back. After a couple episodes of season two, I was like, I ended up going back and like binging season one again. Because there's only, what, like ten episodes or something? So I went back and rewatched season one and then continued on with season two. And oh my gosh, I just was dying. It was so funny. I love that show. <laughs> it's got to be one of the best, one of the top shows. It's just, it's hilarious. Uh, I watched uh, Ricky Gervais's Netflix special. I thought that was very funny. My brother also did. He checked it out too. And we both had a kick uh, laughing hysterically at that Ricky Gervais. Wow, he's got some... <laughs> you don't want to let him have a baby. <laughs> I know it's been out for a while, but on Amazon Prime, I caught up with JCVD, the one where Jean-Claude Van, Van, <laughs> Jean Van Damme plays Jean-Claude Van Johnson, who's really like a CIA's kind of super spy kind of guy, and uh, all the movies he's made before have been fronts for his secret agent activities. <laughs> and I love the fact that in that show... They basically make fun of, I mean, it's a, it's light humor. You know, they take light of the of the films that Jean-Claude Van Damme has created and made. And now they sort of, you know, that sort of ribbing that you can get at one another. The tongue-in-cheek kind of humor. And uh, anyone who's watched his films, they're going to get those little jabs. And I think it's hilarious that he's willing to do a show like that and take jabs at his own films that he's had in the past, and it just makes for a really wonderful show. I, I love that show. It's just incredible. And then I've been, and I caught up on The Tick. The Tick is pretty good. I think it really lends itself to fans of the old cartoon, fans of the old live-action show, and fans of the comic book. I think you're just going to, if you like any or all of those, you're going to enjoy The Tick on, on Amazon Prime. I think it's fantastic. So in video game news, there's supposedly a new open world game in development by EA that's going to be related to the Star Wars franchise. So people have been picking this up from job postings that are out there, and uh, that's pretty intriguing. We'll have to see where that goes. Then we got, uh, and speaking of Star Wars games, the new you know Star Wars Battlefront 2 has had a massive update. There is a lot of stuff added to the game this week. The uh, whole new progression system. And if you haven't tried it yet, if you've been, if you got the game, you took a break from it because you didn't like the way everything was going, if you didn't like the news surrounding it, so maybe you never bought the game, 
Well, now I'm going to say it's all fixed. Personally, I never left the game. I was, I've was i been playing this thing all along, and I've never had a problem with it. I, I didn't think their microtransactions and all that hoopla was anything different than what any other game company has done, and I don't understand why EA got the flack for it. If you look at most games on the PS4, they all have a way for you to purchase crystals or purchase other items that you can then use to enhance your gameplay and be better than the players that don't spend any cash money on it. And this has been going on for two or three years. So why all of a sudden is it when EA makes a Star Wars game that has it, it's a problem. And it's not even the first Star Wars game. If you look at the Star Wars game on the mobile app, it's had pay to win the whole time. You purchase the new characters and get them fully upgraded so you can beat all the other players by spending like 50 or $60. So it's even worse on the mobile games than it is on the one for the PS4. So it made no sense to me as to why the pay-to-play you know, scenario was a problem with people. I think it was just the fact that it was a Star Wars game. It had such a huge popularity right from the outset that people just jumped on it and unfairly, you know, bashed EA for it. And but anyways, that's bridge under the that's water under the bridge, right? Bridge under the water. <laughs> so anyways, if you had a problem with any of that, well now it's all fixed. The cause the only thing you can purchase with real money now is cosmetics. So new skins for your characters and things like that. Paint jobs for their armor a different head sculpt if you want that, you know, things like that. That's all coming in April. There's going to be another big patch in a couple weeks here. But the patch we just had here in March, just this last week, was for the whole new progression system. So now every single character in the game can rank up and level on their own. And most of your trooper classes, there's four of them, they'll go up to rank 70. All your heroes and everything can get up to like rank 40 along with your starfighters and everything. And then I think the uh, the smaller reinforcement kind of guys like the Wookiee and the Death Trooper and your Jetpack Stormtrooper, things like that, I think they can get up to around rank 30 if I remember correctly. So all of your characters will just have their own ranking system and as you play them you gain experience in that class that you're playing or that for that character that you're playing and that's the only way that they can level up. And then you also have an overall player rank, which can go up to rank 50. And that's just you personally that goes up with no matter who you're playing, what character you're playing, you know. So the bottom line there is that I think they fixed the game for most of the people who had a problem with it. And if you were one of those people who had a problem, I highly recommend coming back and checking it out. And if you've been waiting to purchase the game until after they've fixed it, I've got air quotes going for fixed it. Uh which you can't see because it's a podcast, you know. But uh, so I recommend, well, now may, might be the time for you to go out and purchase the game and get into it, especially since I, I believe it's a lot cheaper. I think it's like half the price it was when it came out brand new. So you're, uh, you're going to be able to get a really good deal on it now and have a really good, solid game. Fortnite is still going strong. Wow, especially with their Battle Royale. That's just... It's unbelievable, isn't it, how much that game has taken off. Far Cry's got some new stuff coming out. I think it actually came out this week, right? So there's a lot going on in the video game world. It's just been some a really good week for that. 
at one point on this, I thought I might uh, list everything, but there's just so much going on that I don't think you can list everything without this being like 400 million years long. <laughs> and no one's going to sit here and listen to a list that's 400 million years long. So it's the same thing with comic books. I mean, I know the new Star Wars comic came out this past week. And I was like thinking, well, I could talk about all the new DC and Marvel releases, but the list of comics that come out every week just for Marvel and DC is like 400 million comics long. So, yeah, that's not going to work. <laughs> so anyways, I don't know. I guess I'll just uh, leave it at that. You know, have fun playing some games. Check out the new movies and television that I talked about. And uh, we'll talk to you again next time on the Super Awesome Geek Show. All right, I'm John, and I'm out of here. I want to—I really appreciate you guys checking us out. Find us on Twitter at Awesome Geek Show, and uh, we'll keep the conversation going there. All right. What movies have you seen this week? Are you watching Santa Clarita Diet? And uh, yeah, you know, are you gonna check out Ready Player One? Okay. Thanks, guys. Talk to you later. Keep it geeky out there, and may the force be with you always. <laughs>